everybody. Welcome back to Simply Holy Living, a practical guide for living the open-handed life every day. And today we are on day four of our Sabbath living series. And I wanted to just check what was going on during creation on the fourth day. So if you turn over to Genesis 1 and verse 14, I start reading, it says, And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years and let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to govern the day, the lesser light, I'm sorry, and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars and set them in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. So um, I guess that some people who are uh, creationologists or who have studied creation a lot or just basically very smart Bible scholar people have divided these um, creation days into, like I said last time, the first three days were um, about uh, separating and uh, uh, and these, these later ones are going to be about filling. I got that wrong, so I wanted to just check here. It's about forming and separating. Forming and separating were the first days. And then this, the last days are called filling days, when God filled the earth. And um, I was thinking it is kind of like that in my week, um, because on Wednesday, I sort of shift and I sort of am going into, okay, what needs to be done exactly for this weekend? <laughs> and that is a very good thing that happens on this day. So what Usually by Wednesday, I am um, starting to get tired. If It depends on how the first two days went. Now, it's interesting because since I've really been focusing on it and making these videos this week, I've done so much better. I've had so much more energy and whatnot. And I was thinking maybe it is this focusing on the Sabbath and having that um, that focus for my life that it's it's helping me to... Um, have more energy each day. But also, I was going to update that I did that thing on Monday night where I said, oh, maybe I should, because I, I teach a class every other Monday night, and I thought maybe I should have a shift in my day where I actually acknowledge that the first day is ending, the second day is beginning. And, um, <coughs> I mean, I said that wrong. The second day is ending, the third day is beginning. And I did that, so at 4 o'clock or whatever before, it was a little bit before that, um, just the way my day broke up, I sort of said, wow, that was a great day. And I sort of put the day to rest. And I was like, now I'm going to start a new day. And it starts with teaching this class. And actually, it did help me. So, you know, it was one time that I've tried it. So I'm not going to put, you know, base any money on it or anything. Um, but it is a way of thinking. Remember, we're trying to get to where we think, oh, the next day is starting at sort of sundown the day before. Well, I will say that when you think that way, you are first of all, much more prepared for the next day when you wake up instead of um, being, um, you know, all the, all the last minute stuff. So I, I did want to say going into this that uh, I, I've i gotten to where I don't leave anything until the morning. I don't think, oh, I'll do that in the morning re before, before I get the kids up. I'll do that before. I'll do that in the morning. I'll do that in the morning. No, 
<laughs> I've gotten rid of that almost altogether. And as a parent, um, you've probably gotten there too, but I would just say for everybody, I have a nighttime list and it's just to remind me, okay, these things have to be done before you go to bed because if you don't do them before you go to bed, you will not remember them. Then tomorrow it will present a problem at some point because it'll make you feel like you're running behind. It'll make you feel like um, you have too many details in your life. Um, some of the things on that literally are, I'll just tell you, literally I bring in, I have to write down bring in the cushions from outside because you know how you have cushions that are in your backyard and then if you leave them overnight then they all get gross and whatever so I have to put the cushions away another thing is I do is I think what if, what are we eating tomorrow do I need to get that meat out of the freezer that has to happen the night before um, or you won't have it to prepare for the morning in the morning some of you are laughing right now um, and I just you know just a few other things I have to set my clothes out for the next day because if I don't um, I can't get dressed to the shoes and I will interrupt um, if Jay's happens to be sleeping later than me then I don't want to interrupt him and um, it just gets my day started right so you put the clothes out for the next day if there's anything special that's going on for the next day I need to get it ready before I go to bed because it's not gonna happen in the morning without some sort of rush time and that's God's time in the morning I always go okay I don't want to take time away from my God time my spending time with God to uh, do all the details of my life. So anyway, that's the nighttime. So um, that idea of starting your next day at sundown. So I think through the next day. Um, but when you're, when I'm looking at on Wednesday in particular, I know that I'm going to be starting to wear down a bit. Um, now it sometimes depends. Like this week is um, one where I had the class on Monday night. And so then on Tuesday night, I have my regular D group, which honestly is not that long. I have, I lead teens and we have a short group. I just would recommend that everybody that you just have a short group. If you're meeting for the purpose of discipleship, um, this is sort of different than meeting for just the purpose of fellowship. We get fellowship a lot along the way and you can have various times to do that. But I would just say that if you're meeting for a D group, don't be afraid to say, hey, we're here for a purpose. Um, it's to help each other spiritually. Um, and so we're going to focus ourselves on um, on God during this time and how our walks with God are going. I think sometimes people feel like afraid to just have that focus um, because they're hearing in their brain somebody saying, you know, um, I just don't really know you. Or I don't really get to have fun with you. We don't really get to spend time together. We don't really get to hang out. Da, da, da. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. And there's a time for that. But maybe the D group is actually set a, a set aside time to actually talk about discipleship. So with my discipleship groups, I kind of have always kept them short and to the point. And I go, well, I understand we need to hang out and go to movies sometimes and whatever and we'll probably do that another time maybe we'll even take a d group time but it'll be set up so, uh, ahead of time to say that's what we're doing um, because i think what can happen is some you know i do have time to uh talk with people about how their how their spiritual lives are going and check it on my spiritual life but i may not have time to hang out for no reason on a tuesday night i'm just saying so um, when I have my D groups on Tuesday night, we basically start with, we, it's always the same. I say, let's everybody, everybody share a victory. Everybody share what, what was good about this week, something that you overcame this week or a, some good news of some sort, um, how God has helped you this week. And then we share that. And then basically we read, we read a scripture together. Um, and then we talk about what did you get out of that scripture? Uh, and then that leads into is, does anybody need help with anything? And does anybody have any sin they need to confess? And every single week, someone has sin to confess. Everybody
everybody does actually. And so we spend time um, confessing our sins and then um, usually address that, look up scriptures that go with that confession. And then we pray and we're done. So my D groups are from eight to nine. I know that just blew some of your minds, <laughs> but basically eight to nine. The girls show up at eight and their parents show up at nine. So I recommend that. And I have five girls in my group. So, you know, that gives you an idea. But that keeps me from being so tired. Now, sometimes if we have something to really discuss, I might go late, but I wouldn't recommend that doing that all the time. So uh, anyway, so when I get up on Wednesday, I may be a little tired, but I may not. Um, today was a not so tired day, but there are days when it's going to be very, I'm going to be very tired. And so what I've done is I've constructed this year. Now, I haven't always done this. So um, this is how God is continually changing how I do my time. But um, this year, I purposefully constructed a down day is what I call it, a down day in my schedule. And what that means is I didn't schedule anything extra on this day, um, meaning we don't have a class, an extra thing that we're doing. The kids are going to do Taekwondo today, but that feels very easy to us because they can walk across the street and do that. And, um, or, or, you know, Jay can take them, but it's an easier day. Um, and actually, if they don't go, it's okay. I didn't schedule anything that I have to do on that day so that if we need to, um, I can take a day that's, um, I learned this little practice from my wild and free friends. Um, it's called a just because we can day. And uh, every once in a while, every month or six weeks or whatever, I might need to just take a, take a day where we're like, we're not doing any school. <laughs> we're gonna do something else just because we can, you know? Um, and so I, I don't tell my kids that ahead of time and I don't, um, I don't even tell myself that ahead of time. I just know when those days are there. And I have to admit, it's usually and probably gonna be the day after midweek. I have a midweek once a month on Tuesday night and it may be that next day I'm feeling really tired. That doesn't always happen that way, and I may need it on another day or whatnot, but I have it constructed. It's constructed into the schedule. So it's my constructed day down that I can take if I want to. Today, I'm not going to take it probably, um, but this is something that I found uh, for everybody, not just kids. I have found that it's hard to do something three days in a row. It's weird. It's a weird, magical number, These the three. You know, I know God loves three. Um, you know, you do something like, let's say you're practicing, um, or you're putting something into practice or you're studying something and you get really good at it Monday and you, you go, okay, I did it Tuesday. I did it again. This is awesome. Wednesday and, and, or working out, working out is a good example. You know, you get do Monday and Tuesday. Oh, I'm doing good. And then Wednesday, you're like, mm, I want to stay in bed. I've just found that that third day, it's hard to follow through on that day. And I guess this is why it, Wednesday is commonly referred to hump day. Um, so I have, I have always felt like, you know, what's a good idea is to work really hard Monday, Tuesday, you know, take it easy on Wednesday, then do it again, hit it again, Thursday and Friday. I haven't completely constructed my schedule like that. It's just my ideas in my head. <laughs> so it's definitely not the Bible. Um, he was still working really hard on this day, but I have found that it's hard to push through on that Wednesday. So you need to kind of be aware of that for yourself. So anyway, that's how I do it. But also I'm thinking, okay, I need to, um, I need to make sure what's going on for the weekend. So one thing is that this is my grocery day. And so I'm going to go get all my groceries on this day. This is an errand day. So I'm going to get out of the house and I'm going to go get the groceries. Um, and in, as a monk, as a part of that, um, 
when I'm out, I'm thinking, what are we going to have for the Sabbath meal? Because at this point in my life, I really need it to be simple. Now, I am a person that actually, I actually do enjoy cooking. I, I've, that's something I used to enjoy. I, right now, it's not something that I enjoy because it's a have to, as we've talked about before. It's become a have to instead of a get to. Um, and so I've, I've had to teach myself, you know, Friday's not going to be the day to cook from scratch and make everything that, you know, and, and do that for me right now. That might be for other people a great thing for them to do. Um, but right now I just need to get meals that are simple and easy. And um, I, I've never been a person that got a fully prepared meal in my life. I've always just cooked, I've always just made everything from scratch. But on Fridays for the Sabbath meal, I'll go and I get this um, at Costco. They have these meals that are kind of fully prepared. All you have to do is warm them up. And uh, that's the day I'll do that. I only do that one day a week, and that's the day that it, that I do that. So, um, and actually, my kids love this food. And um, Costco has a lot of actually really good um, organic type of food, and um, it, I like that. It doesn't have a lot of preservatives, you know. And so I, I'll go, okay, well, I can go with that. <laughs> so I'll go and get that. I'll make sure that's in my schedule, in my, um, in my list. But I go shopping on this day. And then the other thing that I do to look forward is I go, what's happening on Saturday specifically? Okay, do my kids have a birthday party? Is there um, a shower I'm attending? What's going on? Is there a present to buy? And so that'll go on that day. Um, and that just helps me to kind of get organized ahead of time. And this is a time to also think, and I wanted to speak to this thought, that you really do have to think forward to the age of your kids. Now, somebody, I was... I was um, uh, talking about the Sabbath on Simply Holy, um, the site, the web, I'm sorry, the the Facebook page, and I was mentioning my Sabbath, and it was going great. And then somebody goes, "What'd you do with your kids?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about the kid factor. I need to explain that." But the truth is that um, your Sabbath is going to take a lot of different forms in your lifetime. Um, you have to adjust it for the age of kids. You won't be able to enjoy what I'm doing right now if your kids are all under five. You'll have to think through it a little differently and you'll have to think, okay, so how can I make this set this part, day apart and make it holy? Um, it's still understanding that it's not going to be a day off for me. It's not going to be, if you're a parent, you still have to parent. And if that's your full-time gig, you know, if you've made, um, raising your family and if you if you've chosen to be the one to oversee the affairs of the household to be at home um to be overseeing all of that it can feel like well i'm doing the same thing i do every day and uh we can get a little attitude about that but there are ways that you can set it apart to make it holy and make it different i'm going to talk about those things later but you want to prepare ahead of time if you can for what that means for example i know that in my life right now I have kids that I can say, you're going to stay in your room until 8.30. That's just a general rule in our house in general that everybody, they stay in their room till 8.30 um, on the weekends because I don't, I don't want anybody coming out and I don't want to hear the, I don't want to hear a TV. I don't want to hear anything. So they know, okay, we can play in a room to 8.30. Now to them, that's a big treat because every other day I'm waking them up at seven. So they're like, oh, we get to, they love to stay in their room and play, wake up on their own turn on their own music and listen to a book, whatever, and play in the room. So they play in their room until 8.30. They, then they know they can come out and they get to fix their own breakfast. You know, it's cereal. This is the big cereal day. This is the only day of the week we have cereal. 
and then they'll sit and uh, they get to watch cartoons, which is the, this is the only day that the TV is on. Actually, Saturday and Sunday we have the TV, but they get to turn on the TV. That doesn't happen any other day of the week. So uh, for me, that's a break because I'm not getting them up at seven and getting them through a routine. That's nice. Now I'm still parenting. I'm still around. I still have to hear. I still have to listen. I still have to engage. Um, I haven't escaped to a private island or anything, but it is a little bit different for me. And I know they're going to do that. Then um, sometime during the morning, they're going to need, they go over to Taekwondo. They do Taekwondo. They come back. They enjoy just having lunch again, watching a little bit more of something. Because it's only about an, 45 minutes to an hour of TV that morning from 8.30. Then they're leaving by 9.30, basically, for Taekwondo. So it's not that much. Or 9.45, something like that. I can't remember exactly. They come back. They watch another hour. But then basically after that, one of my kids can start to get bored. Okay, which I try to avoid in my family. We talk about um, the why people get bored and learning how to um, be, to entertain yourself and that kind of thing. But in general, I know that there's this one kid that's like, I got to get out of here. They got to get out of the house. They just don't want to be in the house. So I know that sometime during the afternoon, I need to construct something that's in there. Either somebody that stops by that's going to be visiting us, a, a friend that's going to come over, or a trip to Target, or a trip to Blizz, or a trip somewhere, we're going to need to get out of the house and go and do something so that this kid isn't going crazy. So I just know that about my day. So I go, okay, if, but if my kids have a birthday party, or if we have some sort of event that we're going to, if somebody has a barbecue, that's going to be enough. But I need to prepare on Wednesday for that. So if I don't have something already um, in the day, I know that I need to construct something for that day. And so I'm looking ahead to that Saturday to figure out what's on the schedule, if I need to buy a present, or if I need to add something into the day to where my kids have something to do. If I, um, and, and I need to think that through on Wednesday, so I'm not thinking, because you're not gonna think it through on Saturday, and it's too late. Um, and I'm going to make sure that um, if I have anything that is unusual, we can take care of it. Like if my kids have a party um, on Saturday, then I'm going to have them make their card on Wednesday. So anyway, this is kind of how my Wednesday goes. I was also going to say, as you're thinking through, like if you have small children, um, if you have babies or whatnot, then you're going to have to learn how to take advantage of the nap on Saturday. That might be the time. This is a time where you start learning how to construct a co-op for yourself to where you get to go on a date. You might figure out a babysitting situation for that day. I don't know, but you're going to have to be okay with the fact that you're still parenting on this day. This isn't a day of recre complete recreation for you. It's a day of restoration spiritually, and it's really about God um, rather than us, you know, having a day off so it's it's hard to reconcile but each time in life each station god will show you how to do it so anyway that's wednesday and um i will see you tomorrow